I'm Kim Reynolds of Dogman.com, and down in Los Angeles at the corner of Hollywood and the Highland outside the Dolby Theater, basically right off Hollywood Boulevard and just up the stairs from the Donald Trump star. And I'm here with recruiting analyst uh, Blair Angulo, and if I get the chance to catch up with Blair, I take it. So we got a nice table in the shade and what is it probably about 95 degrees out here Blair yeah it's a burner it's a burner but uh yeah we've got some nice shade obviously we had to escape the the room for where the coaches are speaking and the players it's probably about 65 degrees <laughs> in there. Like so you walk out and you feel I mean it's literally like walking out of the casino in Vegas 30 mid, degree difference. yeah midsummer uh it, it's that it's that cool but like I said it's it's always cool to to, to see you and to, and to hang out and talk Washington. All the, uh, you know, just you're a recruiting guy. What brings you over to the media day with just a bunch of it's, players and coaches? So we're recording this the day before the recruiting dead period is lifted. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. It's it's a dead period. You know, we get we get the, the recruiting update here and there, uh, but nothing as consistent as we do throughout the spring, throughout these spring official visits, during the season. So right now we're in a bit of a lull. Um, thought I'd come over here and just start working on some recruiting, bigger picture stories, uh, you know, more general scope type stuff and, and, you know, kind of picking the brain of some of these head coaches about their recruiting strategies and, and what they feel like um, they need to do this coming season as well as maybe getting the pulse of uh, how recruiting is being affected now with everything being accelerated, the impact of social media, the official visits being earlier, the evaluation periods, all that sort of stuff. So more uh, more kind of recreational in my, in, in, you know, I'm not here on an assignment like maybe you are. Um, for me, it's more about just kind of gaining intel, maybe getting more info about the, the schools that I'm asking questions about. When you come here, you know, there's uh, the head coach of every school is here and they bring a couple of players. Any of these players you recognize that you covered? All during of them, recruited? pretty much. I mean, the, the Troy Dyes, the Miles Bryan. I remember we were talking about Miles Bryan earlier uh, with another reporter and how we remember seeing him in high school, down the road at Loyola High School. Um, if I had told you he'd be at Media Day in an all-conference selection his fourth year at Washington, geez. what would you have said? I mean... I was a big Miles Bryant fan, and I have the receipts on that because if you if you search my Twitter name and you search Miles Bryant, I'm sure you'll find maybe a, a couple tweets about his time in high school. So I knew he was a, a a very good player. I never thought he'd be here with us at, at Hollywood and Highland on on a uh, a Pac-12 media day leading up to the season. I think I'm not. I think he surprised a lot of people. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just happy for him because he's a great kid, uh, really, really good work ethic, and obviously it's paid off for him in Seattle. And how about Nick Harris? Nobody knew about Nick. No one. No one. <laughs> nobody knew Absolutely about Nick. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> he's been four-year starter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been uh, – I think that's uh, across the board at Washington, right? I feel like uh, you look at the development and the strides some of these players make, and, and you could talk everything you want about recruiting strategies and, and how – uh, the pitches go, but but it, when it comes to actually developing players and and taking their game up to another level or another two levels, uh, it, it's hard to find a school, especially in the Pac-12, that is doing it at the level that that Washington is doing it. You know, I talked to Miles about you know I, I always say everything's a situation, and if you go to the wrong situation, your talents may not be developed or showcased, or you may not be able to do what you do best. Right. You know, and a guy like Miles Bryant, did he? just get into the perfect situation at Washington with a coach like Jimmy Lake 
Or would he have been able to do this at a UCLA or a USC or an Arizona State? I just don't know if, if that would have happened for sure at, at any of the other Pac-12 schools. I, I think, like you mentioned, it was it was kind of a perfect situation for him, a perfect role, um, a perfect coaching staff that could groom him into to becoming a, a player. That he, I mean, he's very selfless. Uh, he probably doesn't want to be here because he, you know, th- this means that Miles Bryant's here and the, the spotlight's on him. He's not that type of player at all and and uh i think players have gravitated towards him on that washington team and and when you talk about the the position that he came into play early started making an impact was kind of that nickel back position right where uh he's able to get on the field and cover but also just a tough guy near the line of scrimmage i think it it fits everything that he's about as a player um and then with the developmental stuff that you're getting from a a coach like jimmy lake uh it has taken his game up uh, a couple notches he started over Byron Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and, and this is uh, what he went the f- first pick in the second round. That's yeah. that Byron Murphy. That Byron um, Murphy with yeah. the electric feed and the and the quick twitch and the athleticism. Um, I just think Miles probably understands that defense better than anyone uh, on that team, and and he's just so cerebral and uh, he's got those leadership qualities I talked about. So. Uh, really excited to see what he does, especially being uh, an L.A. kid. I want to talk to you about some of the recruits that Washington is in on, but before we get there, there's some recruits that are coming in yeah. that you covered. Yeah. Um, I feel it, like every kid, right? Like <laughs> every kid you Washington cover. has been doing a lot of work in the states of Hawaii and the states of Arizona and the states of Utah. I mean, these, uh, Nevada, these are states that I cover personally, so... Uh, I feel like I know every player on that Washington Washington team, and they're they're keeping me pretty busy. Yeah, Puka Nakua is a guy that Puka. you covered. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is he a guy that can come in and? I mean, they need they need some talent. Without a doubt, that? without a doubt, and that was a big need, and and obviously the the reason why Puka became such a big priority down the stretch, and and why it was so important for them to make a dent there and, and not let him sign with USC, which he was committed to for several months. I remember I went on the dogman boards and said, hey, this is, a, this is a kid that's now getting some looks, obviously with Coach, uh, Coach Adams coming in and, and making an impact there. Um, he took official visits to a few other places, but I think he realized, like, hey, this Washington team is on the cusp of doing something uh, special, and, they, and they've got the the potential to, to take that, that next step in terms of the national landscape, and I can be a, a big piece of that offensive puzzle. Uh, he wants to be a guy that gets the ball in his hands, and I think Washington will be able to do that given his skill set. He's, I mean, he's so electric. He put up a, 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 a massive amount of, of numbers last year as a, as a senior, a Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Utah, All-American, a top 100 prospect, uh, a guy we don't really see come out of the state of Utah at his position. It's more, it's more known more for its, its linebackers, its offensive linemen and defensive linemen. But Puka... Uh, had he been a player in the state of California at, at that receiver position, might have seen his profile even higher. When you talk to coaches, and sometimes you mention guys, they give you that sly grin because they think they got somebody, right? And the guy I think that they just kind of smile about, and wait till you see this guy, and he got hurt last year, and that's Mickey Ayu. Yeah, yeah, and they got a little bit lucky that he got hurt, I think, um, because I think every program in the country probably would have jumped in there and, and, and maybe started to make a run for him. But the fact that he committed as early as he did heading into his senior year um, obviously was a big pull for the Huskies. They they got him right on the on that 
time when he was starting to get everything rolling. Um, and you talk to Brandon Huffman, who, who loves him as well, and you you kind of just see the, the the energy that he plays with. Um, he's really aggressive, really instinctual, uh, technically sound, and, and just plays with a ton of fire. And, and something that you see in him that you know, hey, maybe two or three years down the down the road, he's going to be the heart of that defense, uh, a really strong leader and a guy that, that no one will, will outwork. Some of the... Uh, Pauly names I just butcher, right? But uh, Tui, uh, give me one, give me one right now. <laughs> Tui Tele, Faatui, Faatui. Got you. Okay. okay. All right. Tui Tele. Yeah, whatever. You're great. You got it. <laughs> I got Tule. So mo- yeah, when you got two vowels, you got to break Tui it up with. Tui Tele. Yeah, when you got two b- vowels back to back like that, you have to kind of break it up. Give yourself a little space. Give yeah. you uh, some breathing room. <laughs> so it's Faatui Tui Tele. Now, there was a big article in the Seattle Times about how he grew up. I don't know if he yeah. had a chance to read that. Yeah. Tell people a little bit about this guy. Yeah, yeah. By so the way, he would make the his dad would make the all dad team. Yeah, yeah. He's a <laughs> you big, line him up, big guy. Yeah, um, yeah. So low low income housing uh, in the in the state of Hawaii there in, in Honolulu and you know I guess known as kind of the the projects of of Honolulu and. You know, when you think of the islands, you think of the beaches and the resorts and, and everything near Waikiki Beach and everything that's that's pristine and beautiful. But there are other parts of, of that island, right? So uh, this is a, a kid that grew up with with family, a lot of family in the, in the same house, uh, a very small building. Um, and and yeah, I think he carried that with him and it's driven him, um, you know, to the success that he's had up to this point in his, call, in his high school career, uh, leading up to, to his college career. Playing at St. Louis, you know, it's a very prestigious private institution there in Honolulu, and so I think he's carried that over and, and really capitalized that and used it as a driving force. And you always love to see, you know, those success stories, a guy that, uh, you know, evolves, a guy that takes his football, uh, and and maybe uses it as as an outlet for some of the uh, the hardships that maybe he's overcome. So, uh, you know, we don't as journalists and as reporters, you don't really root for 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 teams or for for outcomes or things like that. You root root, you root you root for people and you root for stories. And uh, this is a story that I'm going to be following very closely. Uh, another we call one of the large humans like MJ Ale Saama Paama is is he a large human he's a tank <laughs> i've referred to him as a tank from day 1 the the moment i laid eyes on him uh, out in Honolulu and he is he's an absolute tank i mean the guy uh, is just a tree trunk out there and immovable i mean he could play offensive line very easily could play defensive tackle very easily i mean um, he's just an immovable force, and, and I think Washington, it's, it's another one that they've really stumbled on and, and, and really lucked into, and I think the fact that they expressed so much interest in him early on made a tremendous impression. And remember, he committed to the Huskies on his first ever trip to the mainland. Uh, he had never seen anything other than, than yeah. the island of Hawaii, so you could only imagine what it was like for him to step foot on, on campus and see everything. And uh, the fact that they blew him away obviously speaks to, to the recruiting ability of the staff. But he's got a ton of potential. I mean, a guy that I think has maybe more upside than a guy like Fatui. Um, 
and wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I really push for him to be in our top two, four, seven at the end of the day, um, and and a guy that I think has all the upside in the world to be an NFL player down the road. I say, if a guy's that big and he's kicking, yeah. he ain't working. He's out there because he loves it. He's just uh, he's uh, loving. It. He's having fun. He's having a blast, and 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 he loves to hit. Um, but better, better than that, I mean, he's just a, a terrific player uh, and a guy that 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 has a has a really good motor, you know. At a guy, what he's pushing, what three three thirty, three forty, maybe more than that. More than two of me. Yeah, more. So at his weight and his size, to, to have the the type of drive and motor that he does is pretty impressive. Uh, Troy Fatanu. Did I get it right? Yeah, yeah, Fautanu. Okay. Fautanu. Troy Fautanu. Okay. Yeah, he's another one, uh, obviously, in the state of Nevada, Henderson Liberty, uh, a school that Washington is now making a huge priority uh, moving forward. Um, I really like him because he's a, a guy that's just learning how to play offensive line and has already shown tremendous ability at that position. And you could only imagine what. Uh, Coach Huff could do for him in, in three or four years there in that system. Um, obviously suffered an injury right when he when he arrived on campus, but I think that redshirt year, if it, if you get if it gets to that point, will be very helpful for him to bulk up because he does need to bulk up. He's a very lean, about 255, 260 at the end of his high school career. Um, but he's a former defensive end. We had rated as a defensive end very early on in the in the rating system. Uh, very skilled volleyball player, so he's got some tremendous athleticism. And you, what you want to see, his versatility. He could play offensive guard, he could play tackle, um, and then just a nasty streak that you don't you don't see, you don't teach. It's just something that comes natural, and he has it. Uh, Roger Rosengarten is a, one guy in your territory yeah. who committed to UW. Yeah. A really highly rated lineman. I think is it a little bit of a down year for offensive linemen in this class? It is to an extent. Uh, I think in the state of California. Obviously, I know Washington just landed Miles Morale, but out west in the state of Colorado, there's a handful of really good offensive linemen. Roger Rosengarten is one of them. Arizona is another state that has a pretty good crop of offensive linemen in this 2020 group. But Roger was one of the jewels out west, uh, about 6'6", uh, 275, 280, still growing, has a, a really, really nice frame that will be able to add a good 30 to, to 40 pounds over the next year, year and a half once he is able to get on campus uh, and, and and has that background also as a defensive end. So you, you you know that he loves to hit people and he has that, that nasty streak that you'd like to see. Um, and, and picked Washington over Oregon, you know, so he's already he's already kind of a of a fan favorite in that in that regard. Um, and, and so I'm really interested to see what he does this year as a full time offensive lineman at Valid Christian. Uh, with with uh, Ed McCaffrey uh, being the head coach there, and, and they love to run the ball, uh, and so he he loves to hit people, and, and I'm excited to see his senior film because everything that we've seen up to this point has has been really good. You made a recent crystal ball pick. I did, Mr. Blair. You I love did. doing those. I, I I've warmed up to uh, I've warmed up to it. <laughs> yeah. I've warmed up to it. It was a little adjustment for us joining the joining the network and having to do it, but uh, but now we're we're getting the ball rolling and and we're we're putting in the picks and and. Making it fun, I, th- I feel like it's a it's a fun feature for us to to kind of play with. And tell us about your latest crystal ball pick, Jacoby Covington, uh, four-star defensive back from the state of Arizona. Obviously, uh, an alum of Saguaro, uh, Byron Murphy, and 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 UW's trying to go back into 
uh, that that high school there in, in Scottsdale. It's a really good program. By yeah, the they they uh, usually have about ten D1 prospects in every class, and it's turned into a real hotbed there in, in the greater Phoenix area. But but Covington, you know, has had been favoring Oklahoma very early in the process. Took an official visit there earlier in the spring. Uh, took an official visit to to Oklahoma or to to UW right before the dead period began. So I think that made a tremendous impression. Just catching up with him last week at at, at summer camp when Saguaro comes out here to California, I, I really got the sense that he feels the love from Coach Lake, from Coach Harris, from Coach Peterson. His, his mom has completely signed off on him being a Husky as well, and I think that's obviously an important thing for for a recruit. And he loves the fit in the in the defense. He loves the fact that he would be a, a nickelback type, a guy that can hover around the line of scrimmage, but also play in space. He's got the length to, to be an asset out wide in one-on-one situations. He can play safety. Uh, that's his former position. He's now moved out to, to corner. So he's got a lot of versatility, and I think he sees the development that um, – that a program like Washington is bringing to the table for defensive backs. We mentioned Byron Murphy, but you look at Dominique Hampton, another Arizona defensive back that has a lot of people buzzing up in Seattle. So he looks at all that sort of stuff, and and I, and I feel really good about the Huskies' chances. He still wants to take three more official visits. We'll see where what those places end up being, but I think Washington likes uh, likes where it stands right now. We'll see if I butcher this name. Is it Rome Udenzi? Rome Odunze. Odunze. Yeah, it's Nigerian. Okay. So we're, we're working every every uh, corner of the globe right now. Okay. Uh, so Rome Odunze, also another guy that, that Washington is doing really well with right now. Uh, four-star receiver from Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Um, I know he's taking a, an official visit to Oklahoma this weekend uh, to wrap up the month of, of July. Um, that will be a, a very important one because right now he, he is favoring the Huskies leading up to that trip. Um, it's just about seeing what Oklahoma has to offer. He's never been to Norman before. Um, so if he likes Oklahoma uh, more than, than Washington, then we'll know the answer. But other than that, I think right now the Huskies ha- have a pretty good edge on everyone else that's in the picture. A couple more before we wrap it up. Uh, you deal with a lot of the poly kits, you know, in Hawaii and in Utah and uh, even Nevada to an extent. But uh, tell people a little bit about what you've heard and what you've seen um, with the Kaika Malloy out on the recruiting trail and um, he seems to have you know especially in the last couple years really picked it up with that adjustment from Utah State to Washington. Yeah I think he's just a coach that that is genuine and you feel that with the with the connections that he makes in the community and at at high schools. Uh, The fact that he's not throwing out offers to every kid is also another thing that that I think earns him respect in, in coaching circles and within high schools because when he starts to express interest it, it, it really means something, and I think it carries a little bit more weight. Um, I know that he's been known as a, as a coach that's very welcoming whenever recruits get on campus, uh, especially in the Polynesian community. Um, I, I, you know, that culture is so inclusive. It's, it's family. You know, I've been referred to as, as family before, just dealing with some of these, fam- uh, these families, and, and they, they welcome me with open arms, and, and I can only imagine what, what it's like for a coach like Malloy to, to connect with parents, with family members, with aunts and uncles, with relatives of these recruits once they do get on campus um, and, uh, and, and just pitch them on the ability to, to build a poly pipeline 
there at Washington and now obviously some of the, the cornerstones have already been laid out and, and, and I think it's it's very important for, for that staff to continue to capitalize on that. A little over, a little more than a week away from a lot of the camps opening yeah. up, um, recruiting, you know, signing day, you know, third week of December, you know, timeline, um, you know, most of the places are about half full, some are more, but just what to expect, you know, with you know, the high school season, you're going to have a group of kids who want to get it done before their high school yep. season starts. And then we get into that visit period where, you know, these kids, if they haven't committed by, you know, now, usually they want to get those visits in. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I think we saw a nice little run there of commitments between the, the spring evaluation period and heading into the to this dead period with recruits wanting to lock up their spot or, or not wanting to worry about recruiting at all, heading into to their own summer camps and, and focusing on their senior seasons. Um, but yeah, right now, we'll, 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 I think what we'll see is is recruits getting back on, on kind of their phones and trying to schedule official visits, schedule game trips that they want to be at, uh, schedule places that they want to see that maybe they haven't seen yet. Uh, because now, you know, there will be those those three and a half months, four months until we get to the early signing period and and uh, maybe about, what, 75% of the recruits will sign and come off the board and end their recruitments altogether. So yeah. it'll be a, a nice little little run here, and it'll be fun to, to get back into it. You've really got a, kind of a good gig because you not only do what you love to do, but, you know, in our business we see a lot of egos, but you get to work with Huffman and Biggins regularly. Biggins yeah. got a little bit of an ego, but that's just because that's just <laughs> yeah. Huffman's well, got a heard, better. Have you heard that the GB, the G in GB stands for GOAT? I thought it was great. Uh, it's GOAT. I thought it was great. It's go. <laughs> yeah. The great Greg yeah. Biggins. No, I mean, they're, no, they're awesome. Huffman and Biggins are awesome. They're awesome, right? And, and the fact that I get to work with those guys on a day-to-day basis, we've got a group chat going, uh, talking about recruits and, and, and colleges and, and can, games. Can we take a transcript of that group chat? Uh, I, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think we'd be able to. That'd, that would be that would be super, super yeah. premium. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be VIP at all. It would have to be like the third tier of a subscription to, to be able to get in on that. Uh, on, on that message thread but yeah it's a lot of fun those guys are awesome they're I mean probably the most well-respected um, analysts in in the country honestly when when you factor everything in and and uh, they've got connections up and down the west coast and it's been it's been a treat to to be with those guys the last few years well I know that you know uh, you know me Chris and Scott we all appreciate what you guys do and just you know if you take a look at our boards and I'm sure you do you see how much you're appreciated when you post on our site so feel free to post anything at any time because yeah it, uh, I, unless I, it has to do with Brandon Caho then I won't <laughs> then I'll stay I'll I got your back I'll stay clear I got your back yeah uh, that's a book right yeah all right yeah <laughs> anything else we need to cover I think I think that's it, man. We're just getting ready for the season. I'm excited. I'm trying to go up to uh, to Washington to maybe see a game this coming season and and then figure what date that might be. It could be the USC game. Could see, be, I'm going to spill it. I'm trying the, to I'm trying to talk you into coming up to the USC yeah. game and convincing your wife that's yeah. her birthday present. Her birthday weekend. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that will fly. I'll write you a note. Yeah, that'd be like a little like a teacher's excuse type of deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to her about it. But uh, yeah, if I do make it up there, I'd love to, you know, connect and come in and uh, you know maybe go out for a boat ride out on the lake. Something like that. All right. Thanks a lot. All right.